I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Mark. Hi, Liz. Okay, we just survived our first tropical storm of the season. <laughs> we did survive. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, I slept right through it. it right. I don't think it was anything. But it it's was interesting. Wednesday. Yes, this uh, our episodes drop about two weeks after we record them. Mm-hmm. So this is old news now. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. but you spend all the day before <laughs> bringing in anything that could fly away. Yeah. And then the next morning, you're picking up limbs and putting right. everything back. It's work. I didn't bring anything in this time. You didn't? No. I should have called you. You, you're the weatherman. I <laughs> am. You're right. That is you're handy. Not, I, you know, I got to take in a break. Yeah. But I wanted to start this episode yeah. by sharing something that I have been meaning to share since episode 14. Okay. So I hate that I left it off, but we got a comment on our Patreon mm-hmm. where we post bonus pictures and we have bonus podcasts for anyone mm-hmm. who's interested. You can go check that out. Mm-hmm. But one of our followers and one of someone that you all know is Jeff Shapiro. Right. And Francis's Jeff is, son. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I no, didn't, yeah. No, no. Uh, Francis yeah. is Elizabeth's older sister, and this is her son. Right. And he left us this wonderful note that I okay. wanted to share. Yeah. Liz, last night I listened to episode 13, and it really hit me. My mom and Elizabeth, and he has in parentheses Aunt Betty, living in tents through a nearly 100-degree night, working as indentured laborers, mom at age 20, question mark, and being in arrears for food from the farm store, I was suddenly aware of the hardships that my mom had lived through and never mentioned, why she was so grateful for the posh life that dad gave her, and the uncertainty that dad undoubtedly felt being conscripted as a grunt, not an officer, in Georgia from his New York home after earning an electrical engineering degree at Cornell University, and then after evidently being relieved of his duty in the Army through political pleas, ending up on the West Coast and eventually working on minesweepers for the military into World War II. They both fully knew the insecurities of survival, and I think that Dad brought that reality to us four kids in discipline rather than explaining what they had been through. It explains why he wanted a secure career for me rather than one as an agricultural lab scientist with the USDA. After all, he was Jewish. He must have had real fears after what had transpired with Hitler. You brought all that together for me in this episode. (sighs) Isn't that beautiful? Yep. 
I think that's that kind of brought a tear to my eye. I'm so I'm so glad it did. Well, it kind of did for me as well. Thinking <laughs> the things that our parents don't say uh-huh. are volumes. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we need to look for the quiet mm-hmm. to find the real mm-hmm. truth, right? Yeah, true, true. And in that moment, he did. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really beautiful. I just can't believe that Elizabeth and Francis never talked about this. You know, know. it was just never mentioned. I know. You know, and and And, and, it's so different from how we would have done it. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be talking about it every day. Right. (laughs) Reminding the kids. (laughs) Reminding the kids or, you know, using myself as an an example of how, you know, to be. But these people... They, they were they did it in a different way. Ashamed. I think there was mm. an amount of shame that yeah. is very sad. You know, that's uh, sad. It is sad. But I don't think Helen and Dean probably remembered. Oh, these I'm sure times. they did. They were eight and nine and ten. Yeah. I Didn't one of them I have a twelfth birthday when they were in the tent? Um I don't know if it's Yeah, that I mean sounds right. They were definitely in school. Well, Elizabeth was sixteen. So I don't know what the difference Five was. Five years. But I mean, I don't remember that much. Like, I can't oh. remember my sixth grade homeroom. Oh, you can't? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I have, no, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. no, I have, I have real good elementary school no. well, memories. I have first grade memories, but not. I don't have as many high school memories. Uh-huh. People will remind me of things right. all the time, See, and I'll say that I'm wasn't saying. me. Is yeah, and they'll be like, "No, Liz, that was totally you." I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think what I'm saying is Elizabeth and Francis probably remembered a lot more than Helen and Dean did about this experience, and they probably sheltered them too. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get them to Aunt Ella's for right. a while. Let's make it seem like fun. They're the ones, let's, right? Let's mm-hmm. cut out some paper, paper dolls. dolls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really wow, beautiful Jeff. moment from uh, Jeff. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Uh-huh, hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. So on episode 17, oh my God, can you believe we're on episode 18? no. no. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 18. Yes, we actually are. So let's recap a little bit of episode 17. So what was going on is that Grandpa Underwood had died in Bell, Missouri, mm-hmm. and Mom went there to take care of Grandma and mm-hmm. do all the funeral stuff, and she's wanting everyone to come and move back to Bell. Mm-hmm. But Dad says no, because they need to be there picking cotton and making money. And the girls don't get to go home. It's causing a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. in the house because mom eventually comes home and Mm -hmm. they're quarreling and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth doesn't like that. And then, of course, we had that incident with the Harrisons down the road who got drunk. drunk people. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we liked that. And then we figured out that Etta and Clyde are living in Morris Hartzell's original home. And that took some just looking at census records and Uh reading diary entries and going, Uh Putting the clues together. And we talked a lot in last episode about how these things are starting to like, like come together for us. We've now read this diary so many times. Yeah. It's all starting to make sense. We've been looking at the property where, you know, her tent was since the beginning and didn't know it. 
I know. I and know. Now we, we, we realized that, you know, that house was where they lived. Yeah. The house existed until 2004. Right. And the tent was right there. We've been looking at it the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. And we, we just weren't sure. And we know where the store is and yeah. everything is just falling into places. I know. That's so cool. Prohibition ended in last episode and we figured the Harrisons loved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Uncle Lee sent them five dollars mm-hmm. around Christmas time and they mm-hmm. were so excited and I didn't do the math back then but I did it today that's about 120 bucks and you know what I think he was trying to do get them the bell yes right move and what I'm discovering now as I'm moving forward Bess's family is really stepping up are they? I think they realized, wait, you've been doing what? Right. And Louie's not letting you come back to Bell. We got you, girl. But Grandpa died as well. Like, Grandpa Underwood died. And Grandma is alone and also old. And she needs someone. Do you know if the rest of the family lives in Bell? Mm, I do. No, actually, I do. I know that Fred Underwood lives in Bell. Who we've, is he? we've met him in the past when they were first there. He's Billy's dad, our oh, little oh, Billy. Gotcha. Can't wait to get back uh, and talking about Billy again Billy. one day. So, but I don't think Fred is a direct sibling. He's a gotcha. cousin. So there are oh, some okay. Underwoods there. Okay. But most of them live in like St. Louis and Jefferson. Because it was a big City family. Gotcha. That was, makes total but sense. It was a big family of mainly women. So they right. go off, right. you know, with their husbands. You and know, a couple of them, I think, have died. Aunt Grace, Aunt has Grace, died. Mm-hmm. and that's her husband who sent the. Who sent the five dollars? Right. I know, so generous. Mm-hmm. And they got He's... their piano delivered. We also discovered in last week's episode, or maybe the week before, mm-hmm. that they had all their stuff yeah. from original Monticello successful living uh, and they've yeah. been storing it places. Yeah. So we, we hated to see the piano come to Step Rock. Because then we thought where the piano is, the family is. Because you move, right. you don't want to move the piano right. more than once if you have yeah, to, good right? Point. So we got nervous about that. But 1933 ended. She had her little New Year's resolution, and she, as usual, says she wants to be nicer to people. <laughs> I don't know how she can get nicer. <laughs> yeah. But here we are in January. January first, 1934. Went to school all day. We got to ride with L.N. in his truck nearly all the way. Daddy came home from Searcy. He has the timekeeping job on the CWA project, all right, but doesn't know when it will start. After supper, a bunch of men came down here, so all us girls and mother went to Aunt Delia's. So we know L.N., L.N. Higgler, and he was always giving them rides when they were in Clearwater or Providence with Reva and Aunt Ella. Back to Step Rock? N- no. To uh, Cersei? No, to school and to play rehearsals and gotcha. stuff. Because remember? Down, yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Yes. He would drive through the mud. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand her school situation this time because why isn't she staying with Reva? And she talked last episode about how she was riding in that creaky old bus. Why is she in a bus now instead of riding with Woodrow and Arky? Because Arky's younger than her. Remember, Uh we talked about that last time and it was real confusing. That's what's going on. Yeah. And even in last episode, she was reviewing the eighth grade. So I guess it's like, here's like a compilation. Did you know all this information? And Mm -hmm. so now maybe finally she's in high school. And I'm not sure if the bus may have run, you know, on a regular schedule. Perhaps it ran every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Who knows? You know, something like that. And they had to get a ride. Or maybe she just got lucky and Ellen was like, beep, beep, want a ride. And she's like, heck yeah, get me off this stupid bus. It was that, you know, it was like more. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Right. So I love when they're 
hitching rides. I know, that, which and, they do a lot. Uh, with complete strangers. I know, right? But it's fine. It's 1934. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> January 3rd, 1934. Didn't go to school today. Gurley and Ethel came down. We all had our hair fixed. After dinner, Francis and I went to their house. We polished our fingernails. It started raining about four o'clock. We had our party after supper, but not many came. Babe, Alex Mitchell, and Homer Davenport played. There weren't any other boys to dance. <laughs> She's out of boys. They're having a lot of dances, though. The yeah, last are, episode, right? they had one at their house, and then they yeah. go to someone else's. So yeah. I guess when it's cold and it gets mm-hmm. dark early, they just mm-hmm. figure, let's have a party. Love it. I love this community. And how they play and sing and it's dance together. It's such a together. juxtaposition between what she writes. It seems so beautiful there, you know. I know. It's, it, and then it was miserable. Yes. She was in a tent and it was raining that day. Can you imagine? Well, she's in a house wetness. now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're here. We're on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. It's, I know. Hard it's hard to keep, to keep it straight. Yeah. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I hope it's not confusing to you guys. Yeah. yeah but... They're in the house. So, yeah. It, well, that's well, good. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I, I, I mean, but it seems so magical the way she writes about it. It, it does. The it, cedar tree and the, right. you know. And always walk into someone's house and yeah. getting some peas or some peaches. and. But you were almost close to death. I mean, you were yeah. starving at uh-huh. one point. It was... Well, there were times when she definitely didn't eat. Right. And, days. you know, talking about not having the right clothes or shoes. Yeah. and I mean... It was dangerous. Yeah, so it, it's beautiful and yet really hard work all at the same time. That's uh, amazing. I know. Well, I went looking for these people. Can't yeah. find Babe or Alex Mitchell. And I thought it would be really easy to find Homer Davenport, but mm-hmm. there were like five of them. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I had to really narrow it down, but I did find our Homer and he will marry a woman named Effie Bresser or Brussel. It's mm. hard to tell on their marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. Because somebody had really scribbly handwriting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that made me think, oh, we get so many comments on our Facebook like, oh, my God, they're not even teaching cursive handwriting anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe they never should have. Because mm-hmm. my handwriting looks different from yours. It mm-hmm. looks different from your mom's. Mm-hmm. And this person scribbling on this marriage license, mm-hmm. you know, a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, very true. Yeah. It evolves, though. I mean. You know, it's okay that people don't know cursive, you know, we're going to evolve into something else, you know? Well, and print is always so much clearer. Absolutely. You can tell a T from an H and a K. So I guess parents are just teaching their kids how to sign their names and that's it. Right. And even then, if you want to learn cursive, it's real easy. Yeah, it is. So it's not something you need to take up school time with anymore. I I agree with you. Yeah. Teachers don't teach you how to tie your shoes. So why do they have to teach you how to write? They probably don't teach typing anymore either, I would assume, because we just are born typing now. Yeah. Yeah. And you get your rhythm, you know, whether you're like me and I'm all over the place or you're like you, you can do it without even looking. Absolutely. I know. It's so cool. I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, I think I could do it without looking, but it's just a habit. Uh, So there is another crazy (laughs) off the the rails. Yeah. So because of their nasty handwriting, I can't really right. read her name. But okay. all of this is to say that I don't know much about them because there were a lot of homers. And when I would go further in the census, uh-huh. I wasn't sure who was who. Gotcha. But I did find their graves. And he died first in 1978. Mm-hmm. And she died in 1980. And you know, what's sad. Uh, it doesn't doesn't look like they had any children. Mm hmm. And so he dies first and they get the tombstone mm-hmm. and it says, you know, Davenport. And on one side it says Homer with his death, birth date and his death date. And the other, other side it says Effie with her birth date and then nothing because no one was what there happened? to inscribe it. Oh. She didn't have family didn't have or family? children to call the marble company Aww. and say, go buy, you know, whatever Philadelphia. Yeah. 
She was the last and she died. And, and that makes me so sad. Well, maybe we have a viewer who can go by and scratch it. Not scratch. Do, <laughs> it, do it right. Maybe they could just get like a piece of painter's tape. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and then just put it on there. It's better than it, nothing. Yeah. I know. But that made birthday. me so sad. I know. I mean, her death day. So someone, it's like when we... I wonder did, when she died. Uh, no, I know when she dies. She dies, well, no, in the 1980s. That's uh-huh. what I have written. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes you get like the social security death thing and it'll say yeah. around 1980. Yeah, right. So okay. I don't know, but bless her heart. Okay. So just mm. keep thinking. We have a lot of graves to visit. Yeah. yeah when we go right. out there, oh. we need to say hey to some of these folks. You bet. <laughs> January 5th, 1934. Went to school all day. The road man picked us up and let us ride part of the way. Dean and Helen went home with Ethel and Vernell. I had to carry the books myself. The cutest little baby kitten followed me home. Aww. Okay, so now this is even more confusing because there's no way she's going to school in plain view with Reva and walking all the way back to Step Rock. So this is 100% a different school, and school. Dean and Helen are st- are in the same school with And maybe her. that's why she was reviewing it, because yes. it's a totally different school. And maybe... And there was a school in Step Rock. Francis tried to get to teach that's there. Right. That's right. And Lem King is so, teaching there. Yes, yes, yes. So, but Nevis I... brother. Yeah. I So she got a ride with a road man. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> where's Harry, the mail carrier? The He's also the bus up. driver. And then uh, she, I, I highlighted um, on our notes that mm-hmm. she had to carry the books by herself. Yeah. Because it reminded me of that story that your mom and her twin sister tell me about the time they had a piano lesson after school and they fought so hard over who got to carry the books that one of them ended up with a bloody nose. Yes, yes. My mother. (laughs) The twins, you can just see them scrapping on the sidewalk. And I think Elizabeth was not happy when they got home. Oh, no. I'm sure she was furious. Oh, my gosh. But I thought that was funny. I don't know (laughs) if anybody ended up with a bloody nose, but Elizabeth carried the books. (laughs) Right, right. January 7th, 1934. Didn't go to Sunday school this morning because it was too rainy. Ethel, Gurley, Inez, and Amelia came down here. They stayed all afternoon. Ethel got a permanent yesterday. After supper, I read my stories to the kids. Watched Danny Boy, the new kitty, with shoes. Oh, I love the new kitty. I love that they got a little kitty cat. I wonder if he was playing with shoes or if he has like little sock feet. <laughs> you know, like Bill Clinton's cat. <laughs> socks. But what a cute little kitty. Yeah. But I love that she's reading her stories to the kids. I know. This goes back yeah. to what we've said a million times. Mm-hmm. She was a story writer mm-hmm. and she wasn't shy. Like if I write something, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want you to hear it until it's perfect. Right. But she's she like, just let read me read it. Yeah. I wish we had these stories. Gosh. I think we have the ultimate story, well, though. I mean, so, yeah. We're I think, l- I so think she left us plenty to go yeah, through. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> no, it's great. Ten and a half years. January 8th, 1934. Went to school. It snowed on us this morning. Henley started back to school today. Boyce visited this afternoon. He talked to me all the time about Francis and him. I came home and told Francis everything. She and I pieced on her wedding ring quilt. She started today. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay, so we're a little ahead on our reels on TikTok, and this story right. has already played on TikTok. Yes, and the TikTokers lost their minds thinking right. that Boyce was talking to Elizabeth about proposing right. to Francis. They did. I and remember. she tells Francis everything, and then that day yeah. they're making a wedding ring quilt. Oh my! So I think oh. that's what they were talking about, what? and we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Ooh, and, uh, Francis and Boyce, who's going to be snuggling up under that quilt with her? <laughs> <laughs> but she's been dating boys ever since they got there. That's a year and a half. Oh, really? She was dating been him going the whole out. time, right? So that's a very serious relationship. And back of course, then. Boyce and Henley were best friends. Uh huh. So yeah, that's pretty. That's real yeah. serious. Yeah. They've been going steady all that time. Yeah. So we'll find out. January ninth, nineteen thirty-four. Went to school. Dean and Helen went home with Wenzel and Ruby Nell told Francis about Boyce dropping in at school today and Henley going to town. After supper, Francis, Leon, and I went up to Gurley and Ethel's. Aunt Delia is gone. Leon went to Edith. We talked about Swan's appendicitis, tried on several dresses for tomorrow night, and chose one. Ugh. So there's that appendicitis yeah. that runs in your family again. Yeah. And then I found out, was it your Aunt Carolyn had appendicitis too? Maybe. I don't know. I think she did. Mm-hmm. So all of you people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twins no. and appendicitis will run in the family. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, I love that Dean and Helen got to ride home with Wenzel because, you know, they heard some good gossip in that mm-hmm. car. <laughs> Wenzel. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we love Wenzel. We love her. <laughs> January 10th, 1934. Went to school today. Francis and I went to Gurley's. Ethel set our hair. After dinner, they came down and helped us paper and scrub. The crowd for the party started coming at six. There were more here than we expected. I had a good time. Had good music. Okay, so they had another one. But I don't understand what they meant by paper and I think scrub. Wallpaper. Are they wallpapering well, right before a party? Wallpaper. Maybe it was, what do you call it? The, <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, the thing. Like uh, crepe paper, yes, like yes, yes. Little streamers. That, that's what it was, I'll bet oh, you. Yes, I yes, bet yes. That is what they did. But what about scrub? Get well, and clean. scrub up the house. Clean, right. Yeah, scrub the floors and stuff. Well, oh, paper, yeah, yeah, crepe paper. Cool, I, see? And I bet they made them neat. and they cut out little designs. And yeah, probably little paper Aww. dolls out of the crepe paper. Oh, how cute. I well, love this that. is their second dance at the house. Yes. And I love it. They're yeah. t- really taking advantage of it. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody, yeah. clear out. We're having a party. Oh, my. <laughs> They're so happy to be out of that town. Yeah. Tent. Who can blame them? Mm-hmm. January 11th, 1934. After school today, I read Five Little Peppers and How They Grew to the Kids. I'm going to bed early because I'm so sleepy and I don't feel very well anyway. Henley went up on the mountain to a spelling match last night. He wished he had come here. Well, that's interesting. I wonder how she knows that. I wonder if Wenzel told her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wenzel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, yeah, so they're doing all these little spelling matches. I guess oh, I, I whatever. Spelling bee? Yes. Yeah. Whatever they can think of for fun. Oh, how cool. I mean, like you just said, this community is amazing. Yeah. I was curious about the five little peppers and how they grew, Mm -hmm. because I thought it was like a literal children's book with Mm -hmm. pictures, because that's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like an actual book series. Mm -hmm. And somebody was trying to rip off Louisa May Alcott a little Mm -hmm. bit, because it's a family about five pepper children. That's their last name. Mm -hmm. It's a book series about how a family, the peppers, live, learn, and play in their little brown house. They are poor, and Mamsie must work constantly to keep the wolf from the door. But their lives are unexpected. Happy. 
when the youngest, Phronsie, is kidnapped by an organ grinder. <laughs> she, she is rescued by young Jasper King and his dog Prince, both of whom soon become fast friends with the Peppers. The family so charms Jasper and his father that one by one they are invited to visit the King's home in the city, and soon the entire family is living there. Mr. King makes Mrs. Huh. Pepper his housekeeper and does everything in his power to entertain and educate the children. Huh. <laughs> I just think, hey, y'all can come live with me and you, little woman, can be my maid. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that, wasn't it, when Seinfeld was trying to come up with a show within the show? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you have to be my butler for life. Remember? Uh, no, I don't remember he that d- one. Uh, I remember most of them. But I, I just, I, I just I think know. if the whole family uh-huh. is moving, I guess they have to earn their keep. But anyway, poor right. Mrs. Pepper. The book series continues with the Peppers' adventures in school, mm-hmm. abroad, and even back in the little brown house where their thoughts and hearts will always turn. Huh. The series spans 17 years, beginning with Phronsie as a three-year-old and finishing with her as a 20-year-old young lady. It has a 4.3 rating on Goodreads. Okay. That's not bad. <laughs> and I read one of the one-star reviews. Okay. <laughs> and it said, if the author wasn't long departed, she would have to be cited for severe abuse of exclamation points and abuse <laughs> of question marks. <laughs> I never saw such a terrible use of punctuation in my life. <laughs> I'm surprised Elizabeth didn't mention anything about it. You know, she's I, always reading. I, well, I guess she's always reading, and this was a, a simple little oh, book. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, maybe yeah. that's just how things that's went. Just how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was funny that it got <laughs> th- th- this one star review was written in 2017. I mean, come on, let it go. <laughs> no one's going to fix it. Hundred years later. Yeah. <laughs> Too many exclamation points. <laughs> it's like they're screaming all the time, like she Twitter. Reading, right. She was reading all the time, though, right? I mean, oh, she all the flew time. through these books. Oh, she sure did. Yeah. Well, because like there's nothing day- else to do. There's know, no TV. Right? There's no TikTok. Yeah. What did people... I mean, really? people had to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Yeah. January 14th, 1934. Went to Sunday school this morning. Tommy was there. He sat down by me. Was I thrilled? Question mark. After dinner, everyone went off but Francis and me. We played our duet. I wrote to Bill. Then we went down to Cedar Branch Bridge and sat a while. Barney Harrison came by on a horse and talked to us for a few minutes. We went on up to Aunt Delia's. Tommy, Ruby, Leonard, and little baby Jane stopped by a while after. He was so friendly. We were going to go to youth group, but didn't. A lot of people there, but we are going to meet Barney Harrison. Yeah. His name was actually Carl Barney Harrison. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes by middle names. Yeah, true. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean. Yeah. Uh, your great-grandmother, Bess. Bess. I mean, every, such That's a, interesting. such a middle name. Yeah. It's so huh. funny. He was born on March 5th of 1919 to Lita and Calvin Harrison. And then those names sounded real familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that they are the parents of Ruth Harrison, oh. who we met in episode 11. She was in the play oh, and had right. to give up her part. And Elizabeth got it. That's Ruth. And Ruth uh, got married real young when uh-huh. she was 17 because her dad had died uh-huh. when she was super young. And she will end up becoming Ruth Harrison Billingsley Hamilton Todd. Okay. <laughs> One of those ladies had a lot of cute little husbands. And this is her brother. He's younger than her. He's 13 or 14 mm-hmm. when we meet him in this diary entry. Mm-hmm. And in 1939, he will marry Mary Isla Jones. In the 1940 census, they are mm-hmm. living with his mom, okay. which makes a lot of sense because right. dad's been dead 
a long time, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's helping out. In the 1950 census, they're still living with his mom, but they have a little daughter named Rosemary, mm-hmm. who was born in 1943. But then Mary Isla will get cancer and die in 1954. So that's sad. I mean, her little girl's only nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, so sad. Have no fear. Carl will find love again in the arms of Betty Jo Coleman. And he marries her in 1956 when he is 37 and she is 29. And they'll have a couple of children of their own together. I have a picture of Barney and Betty Jo and their children, which was so clearly taken for some church directory because it's got that background and they're all on the stools and then the stand, you know, you know the pose. But I've also found a picture of Rosemary. Mary Isla's little girl, uh, the first wife's okay. daughter, and she's lovely. She yeah. doesn't look anything like her dad, so I bet she looks just like her sweet mama. Uh-huh. So I'll have her picture up, too. Betty Jo, Barney's current wife, will die in 2008 in, on February 21st, mm-hmm. and Barney dies on March 10th of the same year. Oh, so just a couple weeks later, right. he also dies. Oh, Barney... So bless his heart. He lives. He lived a long time, though, right? He lived a nice long time. He was, I don't know, in his eighties for sure. Nineties, maybe. Maybe we can't. He was born in nineteen nineteen, and this is two thousand eight. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all do the math at home. Ask your Alexa. Hey, yeah. I could mess up everybody's world right now and say, yeah. hey, hey, beep. Yeah, right. Hey, Alexa. Oh, you just did it. Uh, sorry. Now she's like, yes. What? <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. He lost two wives and then his little heart couldn't take it. He just died. Oh. Well, he was 98. Well, too, so. not 98. No, not? Eight, no, 88, oh, maybe. well, then that's young. Yeah. <laughs> It is. I'll take it. I'll In the 80s, it. yeah. Heck yeah. January 16th, 1934. Stayed home this morning because I have a cold and I didn't feel very well. Stayed in bed most of the time. After dinner, I pieced on the wedding ring quilt, played the piano, and helped make some cookies. Got water from Aunt Delia's. My cold makes my head hurt. Darn that Tommy Bird! Just about the time I think I've gotten over him, here he pops up, and I think about him all over. (laughs) Darn that Tommy Bird. If he weren't so damn good looking. I know, right? I mean, I'm sure he drives by and she just goes, oh. Yeah. God, he's so cute. Mm -hmm. They're getting that wedding ring quilt going. Mm -hmm. They are are working on it. I love it. January 17th, 1934. We washed this morning and this afternoon until 20 until 3. After supper, Mother and I went to the store after some coffee, came home and read, I'm so tired. I wish I'd get to go somewhere and do something. I wish I had some shoes. Jeez, man. It's January. God, that's... And she wishes she had shoes. What does she wear on her little feet I when know. they go to the store? I know, right? I wonder if she's in, clomping around in one of her dad's old pair of shoes or those work something boots like or that. something. Yeah, right. I mean, or that's cloth. cold. I wish I had some shoes. That's awful. I know. What does she... I, when do you go to those little dances? What does she wear yeah, on her exactly. little feet? We take so much for granted. <laughs> yes. January 20th, 1934. Daddy went to town with Prince and John. When he came back, he was drinking. We, Mother and I, followed him to Aunt Delia's. Mother and us children are going to get away from here if we possibly can. She mad at Daddy. Oh, she doesn't like that drinking. No. And come on, Louie. 
I know. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I know. Just say no. Right. <laughs> Things are so tense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Despre- and here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. They can't go to Bell, but ain't nobody working. There's mm-hmm. nothing to pick or grow mm-hmm. or plant in January. Mm-hmm. Why can't they... Mm-hmm. Go. I wonder why Louis was stuck there. I mean, I wonder. I don't know. I guess he they th- he kept thinking he was going to get a job in like Pangburn or somewhere. Yeah, and stringing him along. Well, I mean, they he's got that job. He just doesn't know when it's going to start. Remember right. with the, the CWA. CWA? That's temporary. But gee, oh, anyway, Louis, January twenty first, nineteen thirty four. Gurley is going to get married. January 24th, 1934. Went to school all day. Stopped and talked to Woodrow a little while afterwards. Dean and Helen quarreled nearly all the way home. After supper, Francis Ethel and I walked up on the mountain for the spelling match. It's the first one I've ever attended. It's fun. I like to go to them. Wow, a spelling match. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe this is the season. I guess the, yeah. I, nothing else is going on. It's cold. Spelling so they're doing match. something for the kids. And a spelling match is so much fun. I love that Dean and Helen quarreled nearly all the way home. Right. <laughs> Again, you can just see it. Twins. It runs in the family. Quarreling sisters. Quarreling sisters. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. And they walked up on the mountain. I, so I guess the school. Now, we've been talking oh. about that church on the mountain. Yes, we have. And Marianne, uh, who mm-hmm. we have talked to on um, our Patreon bonus episodes, who lives there. She lives. She she broke her back. What? Marianne, we hope we're thinking about oh, you all no. the time and we hope you feel better. Oh, no. And then she sent her sweet, sweet husband <clears throat> driving all over creation to take pictures for us. <laughs> oh, wow. And they took a picture of the church on the mountain. Okay. And I was like, yeah, it's that stone one. It is. Right? Okay. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't look like it's on a mountain. It looks very flat. And she's like, no, it it's, is on the mountain. Yeah, it just it levels out yes. up there. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it, huh? So and, that's where they're going all the time. And you can see it on the 1955 overhead shot that we have oh send me that and i'll yes. put it on our gallery you can see the buildings that were there oh, yeah and so that's a stone one it's yes. a beautiful building it's that cute. where they would went go to their spelling bees i know yeah it's i wonder stone. if it was a church slash school Ooh. like during the week they you used it what? for this I'll that would make it. sense i'll bet that's our school oh yeah 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 and there's a little area picnic area in the back i mean it's cleared right there oh Mm-hmm. And didn't she say there was a cemetery around there? And there is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ah, I see? don't know if it's Roosevelt Cemetery, but yeah. There's... No, that's the one that they rode to the horse. That's where okay. uh, Henley is. Yeah, right. That but was... it's somewhere up there. Philadelphia Cemetery. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so cool. Wow, cool. Thank so, you, Marianne. Again, and that's... And gosh, get better, Sorry. Marianne. Yeah. I know. It's so sad. January 25th, 1934. Got a letter from Bill today. He and Victoria have broken up. We may get to go to Bell before long. I hope so anyway. I want to get away from here so badly. Who, Victoria? Ooh, I know, we had some competition. And of course, I had to look her up. So here I was scrambling back up onto the Bell census. <laughs> and this is Backburner Bell we're this talking about. Backburner Bill, uh-huh, 100%. Backburner Bill and, and Bell. And how, how, what a coincidence that she's probably written to him, oh, we may be moving back. And suddenly he's like, hmm. I'm single and ready to mingle. Right, right, right. <laughs> but sweet little Victoria is Victoria Maples. She was born in 1918 in Bell, Missouri, and she was the daughter of a minister. She'll marry a man named Robert Clark, who is a geologist, 
but he registers for World War II and he is chosen to serve. And that would explain why in 1946, we find Miss Victoria Clark on a manifest flying to Hawaii. What, so for he honeymoon? Met to visit her husband who was oh, at, gotcha. at Poppy Station at, there, right, right, right? right? So she gets to see her sweet, sweet man. Mm-hmm. In 1950, they're living in Jackson, Mississippi and working for the Shell Oil Company where he mm. is a geologist. Mm. They have two sons. He dies in 1999 and Vicky as everyone called her, mm-hmm. dies in 2002. Hmm. And that's all I know about them. But yeah. Well, we do know that Victoria and Bill broke up on January 25th, 1934. Yep. <laughs> Freeing her know. up to fall in love with sweet little Robert Clark. <laughs> yes. January 27th, 1934. After dinner, I went to see Gurley and her trousseau. After supper, Inez, Leon, Daddy, Helen, and I walked to church. There were so many there. Lynn came after Gurley. I guess she is now Mrs. Van Meter. We've heard that, right? Yes. Van Meter, right? Yeah, uh, he Gurley we met Van him Meter. as Brandy Van Meter, but oh. his name was Brandy Lynn, and he would go by Lynn. Okay. Uh, later. Okay. So Lynn uh, came after Gurley. Right? Yeah. So Mrs. Van Meter, but Gurley was one of the twins. Her brother John was her twin brother. Okay. And when I back in episode eight, when I introduced them, she never has any children. And she dies exactly one year after her twin brother dies. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, are they related to us? Uh, Girly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Delia's they? children. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are twin. another set of twins. Yeah. Well, we- Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talking, they pump out those twins. I know. I mean, the whole family. Yeah. It, they keep just, coming. I'm, like I said I'm before, I don't I'd be, have kids. I'm terrified. I would have a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like twins, twins, twins. That would be hilarious, though. Yeah, Can you imagine right. having two sets of twins? No. Which is what your grandmother wanted. She did? Yes, in really? the diary, after she has Carolyn yeah. and Camille, she talks about how she would love to have more children, and she hopes to have twins again. Really? Who would want that? Well, I guess she did it so beautifully <laughs> the first time. Yeah. She could handle it. What I love in reading future diaries is just how proud she was mm-hmm. to have had twins. Mm-hmm. Like, she did something really special. Yeah. She was so proud of herself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, and she loved those girls. And we have so many pictures to share once we get to that in the story. Yeah. It's just beautiful it's what re- she did. A s- testament. Stick to her. around, y'all. Yeah. Keep rating and reviewing this uh, podcast so we for can sure. keep going so y'all can be here for all the fun. Mm-hmm. January 29th, 1934. Worked around here and cleaned up this morning. Mother and I fried some donuts. After dinner, I got tired of sitting around, so I went over to Aunt Edith's, sat over there until the kids came home from school. After supper, I wrote to Bill. I got cold yesterday, and it's so cold. 
January wrap-up, 1934. What an exciting month. Of course, I've had a date every night. Here, it's been five months since I've had a date. Oh, no. Poor girl. I mean, this whole diary, all she does is date, 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 date. What boy, what boy. And now five whole months and everyone's like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who's she dancing with at the dances? Mm -hmm. Now I'm afraid that all these old men, like the the, the creeper who got her pies. (laughs) Hey, honey, want to dance? Yeah. (laughs) So bad. But anyway, there's January. February 1st, 1934. Cleaned the house and made oatmeal cookies this morning. After dinner, I went to the store after some thread. Came home and mended my coat. After supper, Kami and Prince came down and stayed a while. After they left, Mother and I sewed on my dress, and I stayed up until 11.30. She was watching Saturday Night Night Yes. <laughs> she had to get her evening news in before she went to bed. Right. But I wanted to find Kami. I thought, well, that's a weird name, and yeah. it would be really easy to find that. And, of course, it was not. There are a lot of commies. Really? And I'm not talking Russians. <laughs> I'm talking people named Kami who lived in that area in White County. Really? Yes. Isn't and a lot of the times commie. it's short for Commodore, which uh, okay. is equally an As odd, yeah. odd well, of a first yeah, name. But, different. hey, it could be someone's last Kami. name. Kami. But good old Kami. So I figured, okay, if he's here with Prince... He's got to be around Prince's age. Mm-hmm. So I narrowed my search mm. down for within about five years of Prince. Right. And that's how I was able to find our guy. Okay. Kami Faye Bateman was born in 1899. So he's just a couple years older than Prince. Okay. He's a single man in 1934 in the diary. But in 1941, 42-year-old yeah. Mr. Bateman will marry 16-year-old Bernice Phillips. Oh. <laughs> and when, as soon as I read that, I'm like, I don't want to know anymore yeah. about this. It just got... That rabbit hole I mean, ended? Uh, okay. I get the times were... Times were different back then. I totally get and they that. Were. But that's gross. Yeah. 47 and 16, did you say? 42. 42 and, and 16. Yeah. That. Where was her mother? Yeah. To say, you know what? Come back in like five years if you still love each other. I mean, give yeah, the girl. She's 16. Yeah, that's. Uh, and this old 42 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I was just about to click out of it because I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about this. Oh, you and went the, further. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. And on the side of Ancestry, it gives you the extra thumbnails. Yes. And I saw the tombstone. Okay. I thought, well, let me see that's at least, always you know. Fun. It's always interesting. Interesting. And I could see, you know, they're buried there together. Mm-hmm. And Kami died in 1968, mm. and Bernice mm-hmm. lives until 2019. She dies at the age of 95. And I'm like, fr- I was born wow. in 68. Right. That's she a whole was... lifetime that she lived uh-huh. without anybody. But then, but then I found her obituary. Oh. And so it says uh, in her obituary, Bernice graduated from Searcy High School on May 30th, 1941, the day of her graduation, she married Faye <sighs> Kami Bateman. Uh. <laughs> they had three children. I'm not even going to name them because they're all deceased. After Faye passed away, she married Matthew Coleman. After Matthew passed away, she married Nazarene minister T.M. Gay. Bernice and T.M. owned a plant shop where Bernice was free to let her passion for plants and flowers blossom. She had a natural green thumb and was successful at making everything grow. She was a longtime member of the Garner Nazarene Church and the Searcy Nazarene Church. So, two 
husbands later, mm-hmm. she goes and she's buried next to the first husband. Yeah, right. That seems a little odd. Yeah. Especially since, I mean, I guess she was married to her first husband a significant amount of time from 41 to 68. Uh-huh. And they did have those children. Uh-huh. But all right, uh, TM and uh, Matthew. Yeah, out the door with I, you. Where are they? Back to the original. I just think that's weird because if she ended mm-hmm. her life with little, you know, her Nazarene minister, mm-hmm. why weren't they buried together? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think when you die, your kids get to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's maybe what they did. Point. But I feel, I just so feel so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. With that first one. I mean, where was her dad? Anyway, times were different back then. Well, they were. I mean, you know, they just were. There's oh. a lot of 14-year-olds on the synth side who were married. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. And 42. Come on. I mean, That's uh, just gross. Yeah. Uh, but she also has one of those tombstones where her death date isn't on it. Really? So What's with that? I think cause, uh, her kids, she outlived her kids. Ah, uh, so they, once again, right. And maybe. Isn't that something? And maybe. Hmm. So if she outlived her kids, who made the Phenomenal. decision to put her back with Kami? Maybe it was her wishes. I don't know. Well, they were Kami's kids, right? Mm-hmm. So they're... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Kami wins in the end. <laughs> yeah. February 2nd, 1934. Went out to Aunt Ella's with Woodrow and Arky this morning. Looked for a way to Circe all morning. After dinner, I got a ride to Judsonia. Went over to Leonard's. Saw Bill Wood. Rode to Circe with him. No one was home at Aunt Bertie's, and I sat on the porch until Wanda came home. Then she and I came to Ruby's. Dorothy was here, and of course Tommy. He and I got supper. He dressed up and left. Then Francis and I did the dishes, red in the bedroom. I'm going to bed now. So there's an entry from January that I didn't put in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where Tommy comes over to their house because Mm -hmm. his sister has the measles and someone Mm -hmm. needs to help her with the baby. And Francis Mm -hmm. is like, I'll go. I don't know why Elizabeth didn't go. I'll go to be closer to Tommy. (sighs) But maybe Elizabeth hasn't had the measles. Uh So, I mean, Uh I I don't know. But But so it seems to me like that's why she was trying so hard to get to Cersei so she could be with Francis. Mm -hmm. And maybe Francis's time was over. Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth is like, well, I'll come up and hang out. We'll go okay. visit Aunt Bertie and hang out with Swan and Wanda right. and have a good time. But we have to thank Mr. Bill Wood for giving her a ride. Bill was born in 1920. He's actually mm-hmm. younger than Elizabeth. And he was born <laughs> right there in Judsonia. And in 1938, he married Velma Myrtle Ransom. And later in life, she'll just go by Myrtle. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I feel like we've talked about I, her. I was going to say the same Doesn't thing. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yes, it does. But I think the other Velma that changed her name yeah. lived in California. Okay, that I, rings a bell. It does. But yeah. maybe, our, maybe our listeners I will remember. Mm. But when they first get married, Bill and Velma will be living with his parents. Mm-hmm. But also living with his parents is his brother, his mm-hmm. brother's wife, and their four kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. So by 1950, they've gotten the heck out of there. And uh, Bill is working for a grocery store in Judsonia. They have a son named Jerry. And I found a picture of Jerry, who's a very nice looking man. So we, since we don't know what Bill or Velma looked like, maybe he looks like a little bit of both of them. Mm-hmm. And... I have an on this day. We don't have a lot of those this episode. Mm -hmm. So on this day, Mm -hmm. in 1934, the German airline Lufthansa started delivering mail to South America. In 1934? Uh Uh-huh. And then I thought, oh, how interesting. And then I was like, wait a minute. 
after World War II, uh-huh. all these Nazis escaped to South America. Oh, and right, I wonder they did, if they, they already kind of had an idea of let's establish that's a plain a sure. plain route, route yeah. and it's common mm. and we can start smuggling out Nazis if people find out that we're idiots and that we're killing people. Do you know if that's how they got there to South America? I have America? no idea that's how they got there. That's a great theory i think I, that's I a really good theory thank you i was really proud of yeah. myself for thinking yeah about yeah it. <laughs> yeah but who knows i mean maybe maybe because these flights it just became normal they had to get there somehow and, i always yeah. kind of wondered who I, would fly these guys around you're right money, Tonsa, maybe money talks if you offer someone fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. he will fly he mm-hmm. or she mm-hmm. will fly you wherever you want to go mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure that, but maybe this was already thinking, Hey, this, right. They this, were paving the way to the root or maybe they even realized how evil they were and like, you know, this probably isn't going to last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So let's start getting stuff into South America where they mm-hmm. can't come after us. Mm-hmm. South America. I know. Yeah. So that was an interesting on this day. Yeah. February 6th, 1934 sat around this morning. Daddy came down and ate dinner with us. After dinner, we went to town. Then got some peanuts and made some candy. Francis and I went to town after supper. I just sat around and listened to the radio and helped Wanda with her lessons. I'm beginning to get homesick. So I guess they're winding up their time in Circe. But at least it's something new for them to do. And I didn't realize that Wanda, I Mm -hmm. thought Wanda was older than them. But there she is helping her with her lessons. So I don't know why I thought Swan and Wanda were much older. Swan and Wanda are sisters. They are. They're yeah. Aunt Bertie's children. And Uncle Barney. Late Bertie's children. That's right. And Uncle yeah. Barney. Barney and Bertie. Swan. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Swan and Wanda. Swan and Isn't Wanda. that cute? I know. Yeah. It's a cute little family. February 10th, 1934. Stayed home all day. It was so cold. I pieced on my question mark silk quilt. It's going to be the first one for who marries me. No, I think mother is going to sell it. After supper, I played the piano. Gee, I'm so sleepy. There's not much to say. I wish I'd hurry up and get some mail. And some mail, too. (laughs) Wrote to Bill this morning. Well, nighty-night. I'm so tired, I can't write. So that's one way they're making money. Selling the kids quilts. are still that's working. That's why they're always churning out the quilts. You know what? Because, wow. And everyone on Facebook and I was like, oh, yeah. please tell us you have these quilts. No. We don't have any. No, no. And if anything, especially these, mm-hmm. got sold. Wow. A silk, silk quilt. quilt. That's quilt. fancy. For the f- person who marries her. I know. That's but, pro- that was probably her dream. And then right. mom came and said, mom yeah, so nice. Sell it. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. February 11th, 1934. We got ready to go to Sunday school this morning. Went over to Aunt Etta's, but they had gone. We came back and helped get dinner. Aunt Netta, Mona Jean, and George came. George went to Aunt Ella's. The rest of us stayed here for dinner. We sat down all afternoon. They left about four. After supper, we all sat around and talked about everything. February 19th, 1934. Daddy came home and said we are going to Bell on Thursday. Well, hallelujah. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. So, Grandpa died in November, on November 8th. Okay. Immediately, Mom is like, let's go. And it took until February, February 19th. 19th. Yeah. 
Oh, well, maybe that's because dad finally knows when he's going to start his job. Something like that. And hopefully. then he's like, okay, I've got money. Yeah. So we can he, get there. Because who knows what happened to Uncle Lee's 120 it bucks. Would spin that might have gone to the store, to yeah, the debt they that's still right. owe. That's right. That's right. Ah. February 20th, 1934. Francis and I got up early. After dinner, Prince came and helped us pack. The truck and car are coming from Bell tomorrow to get us. I wish Daddy was going. Everything would have been okay then. I'm sorry that we are going. She does love her daddy, though. I well, mean, you know, she yes, must. Of course, of course she does. I mean, even, you know, if you have a dad I'm who's s- a jerk, you still right. love them. So, not saying that Louis's a jerk. No, I don't. I'm sorry that we're going. Right. Wait, what? That struck me, too. What? You are? I'm All sorry you have been saying going. is that you wish you could get the heck out of there. And now, as soon as you're going, you're like, well. Maybe she'll miss her friends. And her dad. And her dad. And right. she it. doesn't know what to expect when she goes Scary. back. Because things were going really great for her and Belle. Right. She dated Gussie. Right. She dated Bill. Right. And then they left. And, you know, she would be like, why aren't they writing me? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. she's nervous. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out. February 22nd, 1934. The men came about nine. Three men and Mrs. Abel. We left at 1030. Left Daddy at Aunt Ella's. We had good luck and a pretty good day. Got here around 8.30. After supper, I phoned to Lil. She didn't seem very anxious. It worried me. I don't know what's going on. Gee, I'm tired. I'll see you later, kid. Good night and pleasant dreams. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Lil was like, oh, you're back? Okay. Right. I've made this friend, that friend. I have a lot more friends. Yeah. I've got a lot going on. I hate that Lil wasn't like, ah! I know. Yay, you Elizabeth. Know, like, let me yeah. run down the street. Because, you know. February 23rd, 1934. Lil came by before school this morning. Same old Lil. Hasn't changed a bit. After dinner, Lil played hooky. We went to her house. Saw Gussie. He hasn't changed either. Wish I could see old Bill. He's in Jefferson City until Sunday. <laughs> so I guess everything is fine. Well, maybe Lil was just tired. Or you maybe know, she, you, yeah. you never know what anybody else is thinking or doing. So it's hard to put, you know, uh-huh. things on them. But I love that, you know, she saw Gussie again and she's yeah. anxious to see Bill. I do have an on this day. Okay. February 24th. Okay. Nazi Germany marked the 14th anniversary of the National Socialist Program with a speech by Hitler in the same Munich Beer Hall where he first proclaimed the 25-point plan. We won the power in Germany, Hitler declared to the packed hall and to a national audience over the radio. Now we must win the soul and mind of all Germans. We don't want a nation of half-hearted Nazis. <laughs> What? Well, I don't want a nation of any Nazis. Seriously. But if you're going to have to be a Nazi, could you be half-hearted? That'd be great. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, take it down a Nazi notch, (laughs) you know, a little bit. But I thought that was very interesting that, I mean, here they are. so it begins. 14 years that Mm -hmm. man was working on this plan. Yes. Ah, I hate it. Yeah. February 25th, 1934. Pickles, Ray, and Othello came by and took us to Sunday school this morning. The boys had a bobsled, hooked it to a horse, and took us to Lil's. We three rode on the sled a while, went to the drugstore and warmed a while. Bill came back today, but I didn't get to see him. February 26, 1934. Went to school. 
Little and I taught in the primary room. I like to teach. After supper, I was getting ready for bed when Lil, Ray, Pickles, and Bill came by. We went moonlight skiing and sledding and went to the drugstore after. Gussie brought me home. She's always doing something. I mean, this, but Kat's another scene that I can see mm, in our future Netflix or Amazon Prime TV Seriously. show. Moonlight, Moonlight skiing. skiing and sledding. How different her life is now. I know. It's so hard to believe that a year ago she was, or months ago, she was living in a freaking tent. Uh, almost exactly a year ago, it was two degrees in a tent. Really? And now she's yeah, going to the right. drugstore to warm up. That's so wild. That's wild what to a think difference. about. What sure. a difference. Wow. Uh, it's like the little peppers from rags to riches. <laughs> Seriously. Look well, out for those riches, organ certainly. grinders. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> February wrap-up, 1934. We are in Bell again. If only Daddy were here, everything would be so much better. March 1st, 1934. Went to school all day. Bill walked home with me at noon. After school, he walked with Lil and me. She stayed a while. I went after some milk uptown, and Bill walked home with me. I went down to Nadine Goodman's after we heard some of Grandma's snake experiences. I'm so tired. Uh, snake experiences? What? Like in a church? Like charming what? snakes? Oh, I don't know. Or did like, I oh, need to go my. to the field and snake. Maybe that, they were talking about yeah. this big black snakes and, right. the, and Grandma was like, oh, I ate a snake once. So there's no indication that it was like fundamentalist snakes that you had seen in the diaries. Um, There's no. No. I don't know what church they went to. I have never seen their obituaries. Hi, guys. It's Liz in the editing booth. And hey, you're going to find out next week in episode 19 that I have unlocked something on newspapers.com that is going to change how I do most of this podcast. And I'm so excited. But one of the things that I mentioned just then was that we don't have an obituary of George Underwood. I had sent a request to the library out there to find it for me, and they weren't unable to do it. But I found it. And I wanted to read it for you now because we get to hear everybody else's, so we might as well hear family. G.D. Underwood passed away November 8th. Mr. George Durrett Underwood was born in Taylor County, Kentucky, October 1st, 1847. He lived there until he was 21 years of age and moved to Missouri and settled in this part of the state where he lived continuously until death. He spent his early life in farming, teaching, and serving his country in official capacity. The last 25 years of his business life was given to the banking business in which he was very successful. He was converted and united with a Baptist church and was a true Christian and devoted member of his church. He was a pillar in the Bell Church, having been a charter member and a deacon since its organization. He was married to Sarah C. Cummins, September 5th, 1869. To this union, nine children were born, namely, okay, and then there are a lot of names, including Mrs. Louis Hartzell of Steprock, Arkansas. Brother Underwood departed this life November 8th, 1933, at the age of 86 years, one month, and eight days, leaving to mourn his departure, his dear wife, six living children, and the above number of grandchildren and great-grandchildren, which was 24 and 6, by the way, and a brother, 
S.D. Underwood of Marshall, Missouri, and other near relatives and a host of friends. Now we return to our podcast. Ta-da! Where they're talking about what church they go to. So maybe it's just from her being a, well, you know, and Grandpa Underwood did own a farm for years before they became city folk. It was snakes in the grass. Let's just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's. <laughs> but I, f- I found Nadine Goodman. She was born in Bell in 1919 to R.P. and Mabel Goodman. Her dad sold refrigerators and he ended up working for Frigidaire for his entire life. In 1941, Nadine will marry Roger Mooseman. They will move to Columbia, Missouri, where he is a construction worker and he dies in 2005. But Nadine lives mm-hmm. to be 99 years old. But she dies in March of 2020. And mm. all I could think was that she got the COVID. Oh. And she didn't quite make it to 100. Oh. Isn't that? Well, I don't know. Right. Because you can't see any kind of death no certificate. No death certificate. Oh, right. That's not public. The 72 year old. Right. Wow. So I hope it wasn't COVID maybe. that came and got that sweet, well. sweet little lady. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. March 4th, 1934. Went to Sunday school this morning. Then Francis, Lil, Pickles, Ray, and I went to the drugstore. Pickles took us over to Lil's. We didn't get to stay over there. It was a birthday dinner for Mrs. Terrell. We three girls walked uptown. Ray walked back. We went to meet the train, went out to the coal chute, went back uptown and sat around. After supper, Francis and I went to the show with Pickles, Ray, and Bill. It was this side of heaven. Huh. She's got to be so happy to be going back to the movies. Oh, man. What a big part of her life it was before Step Rock. Yes. One movie, the midnight Mm -hmm. show that she went to in Mm -hmm. Step Rock that we were like, midnight? Yeah. In Cersei. Yeah. Right? And now finally, but this Mm -hmm. side of heaven was a Lionel Barrymore movie. Yeah. And I don't think I'd ever seen a young Lionel Barrymore before. The only yeah. one I picture is uh, It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> where he looks like a little troll. Uh-huh. Uh, he still kind of looked like a younger troll. Uh-huh. That's fine. He was very talented. Mm-hmm. But it's a dark movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about embezzlement mm-hmm. and taking your own life. And mm-hmm. it's super dark. What a horrible movie to make during the Depression, mm-hmm. <laughs> when everybody is so Depressed. desperate. And to see like, oh, and he yeah. just takes his own life. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bad choice, maybe. March 5th, 1934. We went over to Lil's after Mother came back from town. We went skating up to the school. As I was coming home, I met Bill at the corner. He walked home with me. We stayed on the porch and talked. Poor kid. He told me his troubles. Yeah, I don't know what troubles he has. Well... Red flag. It's it's, it's a little... It is a portent of the future. Okay. But I'm giving... Don't tell us. No spoiler. March 7th, 1934. Lil came home with me after school today. We got Francis and went over to her house. 
After supper, Mother Frances Leon and I went to prayer meeting. Mother and Frances sang, and I played the piano. I felt so bad. Ray, Lil, Bill, and Pickles were there. We all went to the drugstore after prayer meeting, then watched the train. I had my picture taken at school yesterday. That could be the picture we have with the little sweater and the the cute little collar and the little pearly buttons. Okay, so in this entry, she is almost seventeen years old. Okay, that and makes that would sense. be about right. Yeah, it would. So we might have that very picture. There's two different picture scenarios, though. There's the drugstore picture mm-hmm. too. Well, that I don't think we've talked about that yet. Oh, okay. But we, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm anxious to see when that comes up, so we can okay. compare and contrast. Absolutely. But yes, we have lots we, of. We're lucky that how many pictures we have of her. Oh yes, we are for that era, and no one having any money. Uh huh. In the back of my head, she's thinking, they'll need these in the future, these pictures of me. Isn't that a nice thought? Yeah, it is. March 9th, 1934. It was real cold and snowed after school. Bill and I were going to play, but Pickles and Ray came by, and Francis and I went with them over to Lil's. Got her and looked all over town for Bill. Finally found him at the drugstore. We all went over to Ray's and made fudge. Bill was mad because I ran off. He got all right, though. I like him more all the time. Gee, he's a swell kid. Uh Uh-oh. March 11th, 1934. Bill and I broke up. (laughs) Too bad. March 12th, 1934. Bill and I made up again. I may as well go with him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, that's the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Oh, goodness. March 13th, 1934. Lil came home with me after school. We sat up here in our room and talked a long time. I had to go to town after some milk and met Bill. He went with me. He came by after supper. He looked at some old books, and finally we went to the school to hear a Russian lecture. He came home and stayed with me a while. One thing that I've noticed now that we're back in Bell yeah. is when I look at the census record, yeah. it's small. Oh, is it? And I can literally, oh. I know where everybody lives. Interesting. I know how far away everybody lives from everybody. Oh, good. I'm going to get more into that in next episode. Okay. But I was like, if I, I if she mentions someone just yeah. by first name, yeah, yeah. I can literally yeah. just look at every single sheet. Wow. But I couldn't do that in Step Rock. It was Because so it's big. such a big county. Spread out, right. And I, there were thousands and thousands, but there are not that many people. Bell is tiny. little isolated little island. It's amazing. I'm having so much fun. I cannot wait for the next episode. I hate to even talk about it while uh-huh. I'm on this episode. Cool. But so much fun. March 16th, 1934. Went to school all day. Bill wanted me to go to a show about the World's Fair, but I went to the office with Lil. Francis was helping Pickles. After supper, Francis and I started over to Lil's, met Bill. Pickles took us over there. Daddy's work is out, and he's going to come home next week. Oh, it's done. Uh, that was short. Well, it is February short. February 19th to March 16th. Oh, my God. That That's was not, it? That's the timekeeping job? Was a couple of weeks? I think Dad got fired. Oh, of course he did. The CWA jobs were not a week no, they or a weren't. month. They, they were, were six, six months, months jobs. to eight months. Yeah. Dad's work is out. 
Uh-huh. Mm. Maybe dad was drinking while the girls weren't around. Right. right. That doesn't sound right. Well, dad to me. was traveling, was he not? He was he around? His job was in Cersei because that's oh. how Aura knew about it. Remember, he got the job as the time. Yes. I thought it was Is in that, Cersei. I didn't know it was in Cersei. I think he that's when he got the job, okay. but it could be in Memphis for all we know. Oh, no, no, no. He was living with Aunt Ella because oh, okay. they dropped him off. He was at Aunt living Ella's. with her. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's cool. that's bad news. Yes, it is. Yeah. So what's <sighs> going to happen to Louis? Well, you're going to tell us sometime. I mean, I don't know, eventually. (laughs) March 20th, 1934. Lil and I came by for Francis. We went up to the CWA office. Ray came up there, and I didn't have anyone until Ray and Lil left. Then Bill came. After supper, Bill came by, and I went up to the school with him to practice. Ray, Lil, Francis, and Pickles came up there. We went out riding afterwards. A cop got us because of no taillight. Wow. <laughs> um, what I yeah. don't understand still is that Pickles is a grown man, apparently, who has huh. a job at the CWA in a, quote, office. Yeah. And they're all going to hang out with Pickles, Pickles at work. Man. And sometimes Francis is helping Pickles at mm-hmm. work. Can we give him a name? We've never <laughs> yeah. been able to find out who Pickles? who Pickles is. No. no. And we'll never know. And it makes me so sad. <laughs> Poor Lost little Pickles. To history because of the nickname. I wonder, I mean, I keep hoping now, now we're out of the step rock. We met so many mm-hmm. nice people who are like, mm-hmm. I know these people. Right. I'm waiting for some bell, yeah. old time bell people sure. to be like, well, I know yep. these people. And Pickles was actually booty, booty, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And, you know, this is not a big on this day episode. Mm-hmm. So I started doing something a little different. I started looking for the mention of towns that Mm -hmm. Elizabeth is part of Mm -hmm. in Mm newspapers.com to see if a news story had broken from Mm -hmm. that town. And I found one that happened in Searcy on March 20th of this year that maybe Elizabeth would have heard about. Uh Anyway, the news article says four killed, four injured in air crashes. Accidents in three states inject tragedy into the weekend flying. Searcy, March 20th. Two men were injured, but not critically, and a Waco 10 two-piece airplane was demolished when the ship fell in a cornfield near Searcy shortly after 11 a.m. Sunday. The injured are Joe Basso, age 24, of Russellville, and the pilot, Vernon Dobbins, 23 of Circe. The plane fell from a height of 300 feet. Basso and Dobbins, an employee at the Arkansas Provision Company here, had been flying about 30 minutes and were preparing to land when the accident occurred. H.D. Trunnell of Shreveport, who flew here today in his command airplane, and J.B. Anderson, 18, of Circe, said to be the youngest pilot in the state, witnessed the crash. They said the ship was flying against a crosswind when Basso turned leeward and the plane went into a spin. Or otherwise, Liz's worst nightmare. Yeah, right. And what I think is going to happen every time I'm going in for a landing and it's just going to flip somehow and I'm all going to die. But Elizabeth might have known little Vernon, who was flying the plane. Mm -hmm. He was actually listed as a truck driver in the 1930 census and will continue to do that for the rest of his life. Maybe Mm. he never flew again. (laughs) But he married a woman named Grace and they never had any children. She dies in 2000 and another one of those graves where the death date is not 
isn't on it. that something? So I don't know, and I wasn't going to spend all day researching someone That's I just a saw thing. a quick article on. Uh-huh, right. But I wonder if people from Step Rock were like writing Elizabeth letters, like, oh my God, this so plane so crashed died. happened. Or you know, in, you're right. Yeah, because she'll get letters from people right. forever, and I'm yeah. sure this was a story that there was, mm. and dad is in town. Right. You know, he just lost mm-hmm. his job. So he probably came home with this cool story to tell. Right. They survived a plane crash. Cool. That's fun. March 21st, 1934. Pickles and Bill picked us up. We went riding. Bill acted so silly one too many times to suit me. I'm not going with him anymore. March 22nd, 1934. Dad came home about 1230. Gee, it's good to have him here. Lil and I came by for Francis after school. We went up to the CWA office. Ray came up there. We were in the kitchen, and Bill came up there. Bill and I didn't have any words. I stayed home tonight and played while Leon sang. March 25th, 1934. Charles came over and talked to us. Bill and Pickles were drinking this afternoon. That's the reason they didn't come around. I'm glad they didn't. I like Bill less each time he does it. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth. She don't like the she, liquor. She's going to have a hard time finding a man yeah, if, uh, right. as it always comes up. But, I mean, that means she was expecting Bill to come around after she just said she wasn't going to see right. him anymore. Yeah. So she and Bill, man. Flip-flop. <laughs> but here we go. March 30th, 1934. Went to school all day. We had a spelling contest, and I made a 100. The juniors beat the freshmen. Lil and I came by after school. Frances had already gone to her house. There was a beauty specialist girl giving facials. We all got one. Frances and I came back by town. Bill went with us, got some hose. After supper, we went over to Lil's. Ray was over there. Ooh, Frances's boyfriend. Right? Frances' ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend and Lil's future husband. <gasps> right. That's right. Hey, but I love that she went to the spelling contest and got 100 because she'd been going to spelling contests That's at right. her farm life. Yep. She was prepared. Mm-hmm. And then we have a March wrap-up. March 1934. I've had 20 dates this month, all with Bill. We've quarreled quite a bit, but have some grand times. Daddy came home this month. Mm. So, back burner Bell is now front burner Bill. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got some things coming up. But I'm telling you Mm -hmm. right now, uh, this is where we're wrapping up today. It's funny how completely unintentionally Mm -hmm. our podcasts are taking on the same clumps of months at a time like okay. I like the, every time I've always done like a, a January February March because mm-hmm. I always like to start with April because it's Elizabeth's birthday uh-huh. uh, next episode and I'll tell you I'm about halfway done with mm-hmm. episode 19 right now yeah and I this is the first time in my research mm-hmm. where I have researched something and I've had to stop and put my head in my hands and cry Aww. I yeah. will. I don't know how emotionally I'll be able to get through it mm-hmm. on next episode. So do tune in mm-hmm. because it's a real good one coming up, y'all. Um, so many on this days and so many people we're going to mm-hmm. meet. And now that I've opened up that whole census of Bell, mm-hmm. I'm just walking up and down the street on the census, just wow. meeting all the neighbors. I feel like I'm going to get closer to people in Bell than I even did in Step Rock. Wow. Because they're just really? it's a little tight town. Yeah, yeah. But life is going to be real different for Elizabeth in unexpected ways here in Bell. 
So stick around with us, guys. Don't forget to give us five stars. And I love finding out everyone's favorite colors. Y'all are also cute in the comments. And one of our comments mm-hmm. was like, how do we know dinosaurs didn't squeak or fly? And I'm like, yes, woman, right, right away. So, I mean, say any words you want. Say we anything. don't care. And if you're interested in seeing any of the pictures or maps that we have that coordinate with this episode, find our Patreon for $5 a month. You'll get all the little pictures and research that we do, which is lots of fun. And other mm-hmm. than that, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.